0: Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now, here's your special guest host, the content manager for the Business Journal, Jeremy Lydic.
1: Hey there, Brain Gain Nation. Welcome to another Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership podcast. My name is Jeremy Lydic, host of the Brain Gain Navigator Series and content manager with the Business Journal in Youngstown, Ohio. Can you believe that the year is almost halfway over already? It's hard to believe because we still have so much left to do for this year with our Brain Gain Navigator series, and we're already gearing up to start booking tours and webinars for 2022. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, this is the deal. Brain Gain Navigators is a virtual career exploration program that we put together to expose area students to potential career paths here in the Mahoning Valley and in Western PA. And things have been going pretty great so far. We've explored career paths in auto tech, law, manufacturing, and healthcare. And we've got some really cool stuff to share with you later on this year, like firefighters and first responders, veterinarians, finance, and even entrepreneurship. But today, we're bringing you our first look at the healthcare career path with our featured employer, the Hope Center for Cancer Care. Executive Director Ronte Davis took us on a tour of the clinic in Boardman, and introduced us to some of the people there doing good work in the fields of oncology and hematology, and every single day helping area residents who are facing one of the toughest times of their lives. Davis joined us for a webinar when we welcomed students to ask him some questions, and as always, our students didn't disappoint we had a great talk with Ronte about all the different paths one can take in the field of healthcare, particularly within the Hope Center. And that includes the business side of things. It's not all clinical, as you'll hear in today's episode, students who have a knack for business and still want to help people have plenty of opportunities to put their skills to work in the healthcare field. So enjoy the show and don't forget, you can check out all of our Brain Gain Navigators videos by checking out BusinessJournalDaily.com forward slash Brain Gain Youngstown and clicking the Navigator section. So Let's get to it. This is Ronte Davis and the Hope Center for Cancer Care on the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Podcast. Uh, welcome to Brain Gain Navigators. I am your host, Jeremy Lydic, content manager with the Business Journal And today we're going to be exploring healthcare careers. Our featured tour is of the HOPE Center for Cancer Care in Youngstown, which provides patients with increased access to cancer care and clinical research. We are pleased to welcome our guest today, Ronte Davis. He is Executive Director of the HOPE Center.
2: How's it going, Ronte? It's going good. How are you doing?
1: Hanging in there. Uh, Glad to have you on uh, for today's webinar.
2: Yep, I'm glad to be here.
1: Uh, A little bit later, you're all gonna hear from Ronte who will be ready to answer any questions you have. So be thinking about what you want to ask him. Uh, But for right now, I wanna play a video of our visit to the Hope Center, where we spoke with some of the employees there uh, about how they got into the medical field and what their day is like. So enjoy the video and we will see you in just a few minutes.
3: Hello, my name is Ronte Davis. I'm the executive director with the Hope Center for Cancer Care. going to take you on a nice little tour of our wonderful facility. So we're currently in the treatment room. Uh, this is approximately 20 plus uh, chemotherapy chairs. We treat patients on a daily basis, always taking care of them. Um, this is our nurses station.
4: I love nursing just because you get to care
5: for patients, specifically oncology, dealing with cancer patients. I have pretty much always been the caretaker in my family, with or without the experience and all that so I got into schooling basically to take care of my father.
4: My mother actually passed away when I was very young um, to cancer and so that
5: really motivated me even more to get into this field. It takes a special kind of person to do this kind of work it's difficult but to have the kind of team that we have means a lot.
4: Day to day you know we're bringing the patients back we're assessing them seeing how they're feeling if there's any issues we're checking their blood work. Um, if there's you know any issues with their blood work, we're discussing it with the doctors. Um, we work a lot with them.
6: I always fascinated by you know uh, medical field, and uh, I used to say when my parents would take me to the doctor, I used to ask all the questions. This is why I went to medical school. I decided to go and
3: um, help people, like doctors, help me. We do have a wonderful chemo education room, so before any patient. Uh, sits in the IV. Uh, we spend time with them and discuss their treatment, treatment plan, their options. I did my med school
6: in my home country, Lebanon. Uh, four years of med school then I came in here to this country. I
5: went to Carlo University in Pittsburgh. I personally just have my associates in applied science for medical assisting.
6: So after you finish med- medical school you need six years of uh, internship and fellowship to be a full oncologist.
4: You can get certified in different areas so once you're a nurse you can get certified in oncology or critical care or anything like that.
5: I take it as a building block to get to the RN position. That is also an associate, you can get into a bachelor's.
6: For me I think math is the basis of all every you know, all sciences, they they need to have the basics in math because math is a source of all information we're getting.
4: Nursing is a lot of
5: science-based, so primarily that's a lot of your education. Math, science, uh, I would say more so than anything else, but yeah, English is fundamental.
6: All my colleagues, they showed interest in biology, you need to do biology, you need to uh, you know chemistry, you need to go biochemistry.
3: this is where patients wait before they see the physician or go into the treatment room we have a relationship with patient point and they are provided resources through patient point also so it's just another way of being able to connect and provide resources to our patients currently this is the medical assistance area Uh, we have at this facility we have eight exam rooms and for the most part every day it's really busy so this is one of our exam rooms, uh, as you can tell, this is where uh, we have an opportunity to serve our patients. Uh, this is really a unique tool. Uh, as we talked about with patient points, even in our exam rooms, uh, they can learn about chemotherapy. They can care- learn about different side effects. Uh, they can learn about resources that's available. Again, connecting to our patients. The one thing that's in our, uh, at our center is, is that, for the most part, it's a one-stop shop. They can see a physician get labs drawn. I uh, will show you shortly our medical, our MID, which is a retail pharmacy. Always want to give kudos to our staff uh, that really pour into our patients and each other.
4: You truly have to be a people person to do this kind of work. The nature of our business, of course, there's a certain amount of sadness. You You get connected with people and their families. You have to deal with the different emotions that anybody would go through. There are people like me who are actual um, success stories. Um, Some of the same nurses that work here now took care of me
5: when I was going through cancer. Knowing that cancer is exactly what cancer is, Um, you never really know exactly what's going to happen, what the outcomes can be. It's
4: hard to see them struggling sometimes. Um, You know, it's hard sometimes not to take that emotion home with you just because you really care about them on a personal level.
6: The trick is for me is to find in, in my heart the time to listen even if I'm busy, even if I am I know the clock is ticking, uh, a doctor has always found the time to listen to the patients, see what's going on.
3: So this is a laboratory area and this is where we have patients that they draw blood. Um, and again, this is part of the one-stop shop. So here, uh, we're actually in our a medically integrated dispensary uh, which is retail pharmacy you go to your walgreens cvs and able to get prescription drugs we offer that for our patients also uh, in
6: oncology there is there are every day there are rewarding moments when they complete their treatment they'll ring the bell in the back
4: the simplest thing that you remember about them means so much to them even asking about their dog or whatever it makes their day so much brighter
6: getting scans coming in that Say no progression. We have bad days, but we have also good days, and we have more good days than bad days in this profession.
3: As the executive director, I'm responsible for every aspect. Uh, it's a very similar role as a CEO role. So, whether it's uh, managing patient care, managing relationships with uh, insurance companies, uh, every aspect of the business comes through my desk. And so, if you're excited about business and running a, a small organization or even a large organization, Uh, an executive director is the right role for you.
6: It's an exciting field. Uh, uh, Medicine now is much different than uh, when I started.
5: It's great to go back to school, continue your education, but it's never too late. Just get out there and do something and be proud of yourself.
4: I love nursing. I recommend it to everyone. Um, It's a great, rewarding career, and just being able to help people is an honor.
0: The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and junior achievement of the Mahoning Valley.
1: What'd you think, Ronte? It turned out pretty good, huh?
2: Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, it was amazing. I can't, I can't wait to share with our staff. And uh, this is amazing. I, I really appreciate it. I'm glad
1: you enjoyed it. All right. So now I uh, hope everyone enjoyed the video, and we are opening the floor to questions. Uh, If you have a question for Ronte, you can either click the raise hand icon down at the bottom of the Zoom. uh, And when you click that, I'll be able to unmute you so you can ask your question. Or if you prefer to type out your question, there is the Q&A box down at the bottom of the screen as well. And I will ask the question for you. Uh, But just to kind of get the ball rolling, I have a couple of icebreakers. Uh, Ronte, can you just sort of tell us what in your opinion, are the benefits of pursuing a career in the medical field? You know, we heard from a lot of your employees, but uh, from your perspective, what are the benefits?
2: Uh, I always say, uh, it's actually recent studies have shown that uh, several individuals are not connected to their organizations or even their industry. And the reason that's important is because um, oftentimes uh, they haven't done the research or been able to have the exposure to the right opportunity. So in the healthcare field, every day you really do make a difference, uh, not just in particular, and our specialty is oncology and hematology, um, but in the healthcare field overall, you make a difference. And so uh, if you want to make a difference in individuals' lives and in people's lives, this is, the, this is a great industry to be a part of. Every day, uh, good or bad, um, you know that you're making a difference in someone's life, uh, impacting um, their care, their health. Uh, and you'd be amazed that um, not only is you're impacting the patient, but you're impacting that patient's uh, support system, uh, their siblings, their parents, um, their children, uh, second and third generations. you make that difference. And so if you want a passion in being able to serve and help individuals, healthcare is the right field to be in. It's it's definitely rewarding uh, beyond financial measures. uh, It's it's rewarding every day.
1: Great. And uh, our first question from our, our, our group of students is, how old were you when you actually got started with your career? And I'll go ahead and piggyback onto that a little bit too. Uh, So how old were you when you got started and what was it about uh, healthcare management uh, that inspired you and drove you?
2: Thank you for the question. Um, So for me, I've always been associated with business even at a young age. I would say uh, mid-teens, I was affiliated with a number of uh, organizations. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Uh, and so I had opportunity to serve as uh, secretary and treasury of a number of nonprofit organizations in Texas. So it gave me insights in being able to understand businesses, uh, whether it's for profit, not for profit. And from that understanding, it, 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 it gave me a passion to really understand uh, the importance of business. Every aspect is business. Uh, there's not an industry that's not impacted in some form um, by business decisions. And so uh, that started uh, my career in particular. Healthcare, I've been in healthcare, directly in healthcare for over 10 years. I've been, I uh, did some consulting that we did work for uh, healthcare organizations, but healthcare over 10 years, and it's been definitely rewarding. So um, opportunities I would always say is uh, you can connect to organizations like ours and other Uh, even your primary care provider, you can just start asking questions and inquire, hey, how did you get into um, your field and your interest? And so as you start to just develop that network of resources, it'll serve as a a beneficial tool for you as you start to explore opportunities career-wise. Gotcha. you.
1: What is the most challenging part of your job?
2: Um be honest with you is people uh, and managing those expectations. Um, Because of our field, uh, 49% of our patients, or I should say 51 actually now, 51-49, 51% of our patients are cancer patients, 49% of our patients are heme patients or uh, patients that have any any other uh, non-cancer issues. And so uh, just managing those expectations, realistic expectations. And so Uh, When you deal with people uh, day in, day out, um, I'm big on making sure that we we try to exceed those expectations. And unfortunately, sometimes you don't always get to get a chance to exceed those expectations. So it's a challenge, but it's also very rewarding when you when you have someone come and say thank you for the the smallest, simplest things. And um, and I think if you learn to and some of the core skill sets and being able to have relationships with people, just know who you are, Um, your experiences, your past um is 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 part of uh, your journey and it's part of your success and so uh so i would say that's one of the challenges just managing those relationships and relationships with people trying to uh, always um over uh, overachieve in, a, in those expectations
1: and uh what sort of expectations do you have for employees what kind of qualities are you looking for
2: um so things that we look at uh, look for at the Hope Center for Cancer Care, uh, of, of course, depending on their skill sets um, that they have uh, had some history uh, or connection to health care, uh, then certain trainings, whether in, in the video showed whether you're a medical assistant, uh, their certifications, if you're a nurse, uh, associates in a, nurse, in a nursing degree, uh, if you're a nurse practitioner, additional education, if you're a physician, uh, the training that Dr. Kimian in the video that you had an opportunity to listen to. Um, So things that we look at is number one, of course, education and training. Um, But then the core skill sets is communication. Are you an active listener? Um, Do you want to serve in a uh, uh, oncology and hematology field? Um, There's a number of specialty uh, fields in healthcare, uh, and it's important in oncology and hematology. You're dealing with a very particular patient population. Uh, Accountability, respect, uh, are some of the things that we look for um, in making sure that we have the right individuals that join the Hope Center for Cancer Care. And most organizations will have those same attributes and those traits. Gotcha.
1: So if someone were to start working at the Hope Center, uh, can they be working there and and still be attending college?
2: Yeah, that's not a problem. Uh, We actually, last summer, it uh, halted, but Uh, We will start in the process of potential internship program where uh, they had an opportunity for a period of time to be able to just get exposure in all areas, um, just in our organization. And when you say all areas, it's not just the fields that we talked about there, medical assistant, nursing. A physician, nurse practitioner, but from the business side of it, uh, our central business office, and they do all the billing and insurance information. So there's a variety of different opportunities within not just the Hope Center, but uh, within the healthcare field. And so uh, oftentimes we work with um, students uh, from um, the opportunity to gain experience, but then also to continue their education or further their education.
1: And uh, just kind of expanding on that, if a student is in high school as many of our participants are or uh, middle school what sort of opportunities uh, can they be taking advantage of if they're interested in maybe pursuing a career either in nursing or with with some of the business management uh, positions that you were uh, just talking about
2: yeah that's a good question Um, so I would say if you're in middle school or even if you're in high school um, I would first start with uh, your family physician or doctor. Uh, The reason I say that is that that's typically, you know, you're going to have more touch points than someone like our our organization. Our organization is like a specialist. Uh, There's eye specialists, there's ears, nose and throat specialists. And so you have a number of physicians that specialize in different parts of the body, uh, whether it's heart or lungs, uh, skin, hair, just different types of aspects of the body. And so, uh, I would start with your family practitioner. Um, And the reason I say that is that that gives you the first step in being able to connect with someone that you have a existing relationship with. Um, From there, there's a number of, um, whether it's nonprofit organizations or for-profit that you can patch in and be able to, uh, some organizations have internships. I would say as of right now, a lot of organizations have limited due to COVID-19. Uh, so, um, but I do believe that, um, in 2021, um, that these programs will be opening up. And so, um, as I get information, I'll share it with the ba- the brain grain, uh, brain gain, uh, group say that a thousand times, um, <laughs> and then be able to uh, share that with this audience in particular, a list of organizations, internships, opportunities. So I'll share that with the brain grain group. And, uh, so that he can share it with this audience.
1: We'd appreciate that. That's great. Um, so tell us, tell me a little bit about, uh, your job, you know, what do you like most about it and what does your typical day look like?
2: Um, I, I enjoy every aspect of my job. Um, every day is different. That's the one thing that I, I really, for me personally, uh, I enjoy that. I have three different offices. Um, we've limited my exposure or my opportunities with, uh, referring physicians or groups, uh, uh, just due to COVID-19, uh, but you name it, I deal with it. Whether it's human resource, uh, whether it's marketing, um, serving as a community li- liaison like this opportunity uh, with this community, uh, reviewing finances, uh, reviewing hiring people, onboarding, training, um, every aspect. Working with the physicians, working with just community groups, uh, every day is different. So, um, so my day today is different every day, and I and I enjoy that.
1: Now, are you, obviously the primary uh, service there is caring for people with cancer. Are there any other aspects uh, of uh, healthcare or or maybe research or anything like that that the Hope Center is involved with?
2: Yeah, so with cancer in particular, uh, there's a number of different research organizations. We don't do research studies here at the Hope Center, um, but we definitely partner with a number of uh, research organizations, whether it's with the Cleveland Clinic or whether it's at Mercy or at Stewart, uh, where our patients may participate in research uh, trials. Um, for example, the COVID-19 vaccine uh, within the state of Ohio, I believe recently I looked at this, over a thousand locations. Uh, so we help navigate patients to um, even vaccines. And so uh, we we partner with local community resources for all our patients, whether we're not, we don't have the expertise uh, in-house uh, we definitely have resources that's available uh, within the community. And so we actually know how to navigate uh, patients to different specialists and organizations to help them in their, in their care plan.
1: Gotcha. Uh, so when you're working with uh, cancer patients, I mean, we heard some from some of your staff, uh, but how emotional can the work get? I mean, what kind of connection are you, are you building with these patients? It's got to be pretty close.
2: It's a, it's a real connection. Um, I've, I've been fortunate to uh, serve in um Cancer and hematology in multiple different states in Texas and Oregon, um, now in Ohio, uh, and actually the state of Washington, so um, four states. And uh, you connect with patients. Um, going back to my, one of my original comments, is, is that you work with people day in, day out. Uh, and it can definitely be challenging um, when sometimes some difficult news has, has to be shared. And there's always going to be patients that you remember for a variety of different reasons. And so, um, but then I go back to that's the rewarding aspect of our job is that um, you're part of the patient's journey, you're part of the individual's journey, um, and um, it's very rewarding from that standpoint. Uh, but yes, it's definitely challenging in cancer and hematology uh, with our patient population. Um, but like I said before, we're here to serve them.
1: Got it. Uh, now, when you first started uh, with your career, uh, you know, looking into uh, healthcare management, your healthcare management role. Um, Was it scary? Was it intimidating? What was it like when you first got going? So
2: the interesting thing is, is most I want to say a recent study and I like to quote studies because I do a lot of research. uh, But I want to say it's greater than 50 percent of individuals um, actually are not in the same field as they may have uh, had original trainings. I mean, they have associates in accounting and they're currently a plumber. they have a certification as a medical assistant, but they're doing something different. So the reason I say that is I think some of the best advice is, is get exposure to as many industries as you can, not just in healthcare. And yes, I'm biased towards healthcare, um, but it could be education, it could be travel and tour, uh, uh, tourism. It could be a lot of different industries. Get exposure early. And the reason that's important is because it goes back to that passion that I was talking about. When you can identify the area and the opportunity um, that you're interested in, then you can start to see which opportunities are available for you and that makes sense for you because we all, um, for the most part, I would say a large percentage of us are going to be working. And so being able to identify the work that you do uh, is important. And, and when you find out at a young age, it's important. For me, I enjoyed business and I got connected to business at a young age, um, but I also had exposure in a lot of different industries. We traveled a lot Uh, I I spoke uh, to a lot of different individuals and just asked questions. And I think that's one of the most important things is not having all the answers at your age right now, but being able to just ask questions. Hey, how did you get into this field? Uh, what, What interests you? Uh, And then from there, you can start to understand individuals' journeys. My journey, I I got an undergrad in New Mexico State, master's uh, in Dallas Baptist, and I always stay connected to business. And so um, that's my journey, but your journey may be a little bit different. And so it's important that you just ask, 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 uh, and inquire. And resources like myself and others uh, can help you on your journey so that you can find your passion, because that's important. When you identify your passion, then you can be very successful. That's great.
1: So let's uh, take, you know, consider some of the, the, the pathways and journeys that exist with the Hope Center. Um, what would an entry level job look like at the company, and uh, what kind of opportunities are there for promotion? Okay.
2: Yeah. So for us, entry level opportunities, if you're on the clinical side, uh, it starts with uh, either a medical assistant. Uh, we actually outsource our, our laboratory um, services for for uh, botanists. Uh, where they actually draw blood. So those are the initial uh, entry-level opportunities. Both still require certifications and training. Um, And then from there, from a clinical side, the progression would be medical assistant, then a a registered nurse uh, or RN. Uh, if you want to continue your training, you can specialize like our our nurses are going through what's called oncology oncology care model, and it's additional certifications and being able to care for oncology patients or cancer patients and hematology patients, and then you can continue your um, advancing your career to be either a physician assistant, a nurse practitioner. Uh, And these opportunities are just continuous certifications that you can take and being able to care for patients. And that's from the clinical. And eventually you can continue education and become a medical director, uh, a a doctor. And, you know, those are opportunities such as a medical director or director of oncology programs. Um, And I definitely would recommend, there's actually studies that show that there's a shortage of uh, physicians, uh, physician shortage over the next 10 to 15 years. And so uh, I would definitely recommend it. Um, it, it does take a little bit of additional training and education, uh, whether it's residency or internships, uh, but we need more physicians. And that's overall, not just in oncology, but overall, there's a shortage. Uh, on the administrative side, there's opportunities, entry-level possibly as a receptionist or a scheduler. Uh, we do a really good job, or we try to attempt, I should say, uh, of training and onboarding uh, our staff on uh, these opportunities. And also from the insurance, uh, the insurance side, uh, central business office where you work with insurance and claims and being able to uh, for our company be to be reimbursed uh, for our patient for our services for our patients. and so those are the entry level opportunities and from there depending on the certifications whether you get an associates or a bachelor's or a master's, um, that t- that's going to be the driving factors uh, as you c- uh, progress in your career.
1: And you foresee uh, the Hope Center and you're not affiliated with the Hope House in Cleveland, are you? No okay. Um, so at the Hope Center then, um, what, uh, like where do you see maybe expansion happening? Uh, do you foresee, uh, hiring in the future and, uh, uh, what kind of a job opportunities may exist in the future?
2: Yeah. So there's always going to be a demand for nurses, always demand for clinical staff. Uh, we recently actually just hired a nurse practitioner, um, and so um, there's always gonna be a demand and uh, high volume from uh, serving our patients in the community. Um, there's all, we're always looking for mergers and acquisitions and looking to be able to expand in the community. So I definitely, there's some exciting things in the works right now, actually, uh, to be able to expand our services um, for our patients in the community. And so, um, and that's one of the exciting aspects for those that's interested in businesses that uh, kind of navigating the unknown. And that's that's the fun aspect, meaning that, you know, there may be acquisitions with the other physician groups, uh, but then sometimes they come through and sometimes they don't. And so um, that to me is always a unique aspect of my role in particular. But as the as the as the organization, we've been here for over 14. Actually, we've been in the community over 20 plus years. So we're not going anywhere. Uh, I would say it's just um, trying to grow larger and better to be able to serve a larger um, patient population in the
3: community.
1: That's great. Now it was interesting to hear all the different job types uh, that exist within the Hope Center. I mean, anything from doctors and nurses, and including, uh, as you said, receptionist, uh, schedulers. We heard a few from a few of them uh, in the video, and they had some really, really interesting and engaging stories. Um, so, with that variety of job opportunity uh, with the Hope Center, um, you know, even at the administrative level, this is something that I like to ask of all our panelists um, what are some of the school subjects that are most important for uh, all of these different roles and and why are those subjects so important
2: so right now it's important um, any training any certification you start to develop the norms and the behaviors to be successful uh, and some of those are uh, really focusing on um, how you study, some individuals are visual learners, some like to write notes, Uh, some love audio. And so you have to start to understand what attributes will help you in being able to be successful. From a topics perspective, um, I would say math, science, biology, chemistry are important. One aspect also that uh, often does not get discussed is also making sure that you, uh, if you're fortunate to uh, really continue your education uh, from a, a second language. Um, my wife is bilingual. Um, I'm in the process of studying Spanish myself. The reason I say that is that our, our patient demographics and patient population is, is evolving and changing. So being able to have that second language is important Uh, in a global community because you can serve uh, multiple different patients and um, so it's important that you not only learn not just the topics but it's important that you learn how to study Uh, because as you study whether it's on a clinical side or administrative side it's important that as you develop those norms and those behaviors then you can continue your education your further training. Uh, but then you have the norms to be able to be successful, how you take notes, how you study for an exam, and then how you take that uh, to uh, be successful in those exams and certifications. Uh, even to this day, uh, throughout my career, I'm in the process of right now going through a leadership academy. And it's the norms, it's the behaviors of being able to continue that education of professional development. So when you graduate high school uh, or get a GED, um, there's professional developments, and what that means is that just continuous education, and so it's that same those same attributes that you learn in high school and middle school, are the same attributes that you take twenty and thirty years from now of being able to learn some things are more you know presentations like this more communication. Some things I'm I'm sitting in your chairs and listening to someone present to me so that I can help uh, myself and our organization. So, um, but the topics in itself, math, science, biology. Uh, in chemistry, uh, are very important. Writing. Are we going to say sorry? One last thing is writing. Also, <laughs> being able to effectively communicate is important.
1: For sure, absolutely. Uh, and that was really interesting. Uh, what you said about the second language is I think uh, a lot of folks uh, might not realize just how diverse uh, our communities are. Um, do you see a lot of folks coming through the Hope Center uh, who aren't speaking English as their primary language?
2: We have a small percentage of patients that's here, uh, and there's actually uh, federal uh, laws and regulations that you have to make sure that you provide uh, those resources that's available uh, for patients that where English is a second language. Um, and so, we provide those resources uh, to our patients, and we can sometimes we have interpreters that come on site. Sometimes we have interpreters that work within our organization, and some we actually can do it uh, via the internet. And so this actually opens up another opportunity is that, uh, interpretation or an, an interpreting company or translating companies are, are on the rise, especially with telehealth and do the COVID-19. So that's another opportunity there, whether you, you like to work with multiple different screens and speak to patients on behalf of a physician group, there's another opportunity there.
1: Gotcha. That's great. Um, so going back to some of the more of the, uh, participant questions, uh, what are all the different types of cancer that the Hope Center works with and what are the various treatments that you provide at the center?
2: Um, so we treat every, um, every cancer. Uh, ENT is ear, nose, throat cancer, uh, brain tumors, uh, skin tumors, uh, breast cancer, uh, GI, uh, stomach cancer, lung cancer, um, colorectal, so every cancer type is there, our physicians um have been trained uh, and know how to treat um there's a number of different uh research that's a that's available depending on the cancer type um and so we treat everyone there's a different there's care pl- care plans or uh, pathways that physicians follow um uh, by national standards ncc in guidelines that all physicians whether you're in the state of ohio or hawaii or alaska or texas um that they study and being able to research and really understand the dynamics of being able to treat uh, cancer, whether it's chemotherapy, immunotherapy, uh, there's a number of different treatment options that's available depending on the type of uh, cancer and the patient um, and and being able to serve those patients. And so uh, it's actually very exciting um, Dr. Kimmin, who represented us on the video, um, as he had mentioned, is that there's a number of different treatment options that's available. If you also remember in our video, we have what's called M.I.D., which is retail pharmacy, and we're able to uh, treat patients uh, where they can actually go home um, to, um, for therapy. So that's pretty unique from the standpoint of 30 years ago that uh, there's very few options versus now the number of patients can actually get their care. Uh, in in, in, in at, at their residence and at their home, so uh, the cancer environment is definitely evolving, uh, and it's unique and it's actually exciting. Unfortunately, just today, uh, I realized or same uh, similar information that cancer uh, and heart disease are still the top two uh, drivers uh, as it becomes to um, some challenges. We'll just say it that way. For
1: sure, for sure. Um- What uh, is one thing you wish someone would have told you about your job before you got started?
3: Um,
2: I would say consistently always just developing communication styles. Um, My communication and just everyone is different in how they, how you operate and how you learn. And so just being open to uh, different styles of communication I've been fortunate to work in multiple different states um, and every audience is different. And just being able to understand the importance, how to connect with people, um, but then also being able to just drive effective relationships. And so um, it's important to really, and I've strived to actually put myself in other individuals' shoes so that I can be able to help them. Um, on their journey of however I'm supporting them or providing any information or anything for them.
1: Okay. About how many hours are you and your staff working each week?
2: So the Hope Center is open Monday through Friday, uh, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, we always have overachievers, and that's a lot of our, our employees, so sometimes they'll come in a little bit early uh, and stay late. Uh, I'm I'm probably not the best candidate because I work, um, you know, almost every day every day (laughs) but it's just because i'm passionate about the work that i do and so when you're passionate about the work that you do doesn't seem like it's work and so um so i enjoy every aspect of it but we our our staff and our physicians and everyone they they uh, put in the time to be able to serve our patients as we remember we make a difference every day and so they don't shortchange with any one of our patients
1: okay and uh, can you just remind our audience, uh, how many locations do you operate and uh, how many folks are you employing across those locations?
2: The Hope Center has uh, two sites of services, one in Boardman, Ohio, one in Youngstown. Uh, I mean, One in Boardman and one in uh, Warren, uh, Ohio. Then we have what's called the Central Business Office in downtown Youngstown. Um, we have over um, 75, uh, well, uh, roughly 70 employees, Uh, currently employed uh, through the Hope Center for Cancer Care Uh, per week. uh, We see north of 550 patients at both sites of services. Uh, We have four physicians, uh, three nurse practitioners, and we're looking to expand.
1: All right, very good. Uh, And just kind of touching back on what students can do to kind of get geared up for doing the work, uh, to fill those jobs as you expand them. Uh, what are some of the things that you would recommend students do right now, uh, regardless of what age or uh, grade level they're in, to start preparing for that work and and preparing for that journey?
2: Yeah, so what I would recommend right now is volunteer. Um, You can look up uh, ASCO or American Cancer uh, Association um, and look for volunteer opportunities within uh, within the community. The reason that volunteer is important It'll give you exposure to these organizations and the work that they do. Um, I would say be patient also this year. Um, Anytime, if it was any other year um, from COVID, I would say right now, we're almost kind of behind the eight ball because it'll be so many community events that's happening right now uh, where we're in need of a lot of volunteers versus this year. A lot of organizations have not still made decisions on if they're going to continue with certain programs. So I would say volunteer, um, you can start actually at the YMCA. Um, the YMCA or typically have access to a number of different organizations and they have uh, branches that connect you to other organizations. So by volunteering, it gives you the exposure. And the reason this is important uh, when I say exposure is some of the best decisions that you can make is when you learn that you don't wanna do something. <laughs> it's not always what I want to do. Sometimes it's the best decision. I do not want to do this. And so that exposure is very important uh, in your um, career and your career plans. And that's important. And so the quicker you learn that you don't want to do something that will help you in your, in your, in, in your process.
1: Very nice. And uh, do you work with any organizations like the the YMCA as far as, uh, maybe coaching or mentoring or even uh, building sort of an employment pipeline to the Hope Center?
2: And yeah, so currently we're working through that process. Uh, we have a marketing liaison. I believe she's on this uh, phone call. Her name is Crystal Shells, And um, f- through her, we were able to partner with a number of different organizations. But internally, we're starting to develop our own program uh, so that we can start to have um, not necessarily just a pipeline, um, but just exposure into the healthcare field. Uh, for me, I look at it more of a global viewpoint. And the reason I say that is that from an internal focus, we could say, hey, we just want to develop a pipeline just for the Hope Center for Cancer Care. For me, I, I'd rather develop a pipeline for healthcare professionals, whether they're in oncology or hematology or not, um, they have access to the healthcare field. Uh, whether it's sports medicine, whether it's being been anesthesiologist. I mean, there's so many cardiologists. There's so many opportunities in the healthcare field overall. So for right now, we're in the process of de- developing that internally uh, so that we can continue to give exposure to the next generation of leaders.
1: Great. Is Crystal on, you said?
2: Uh, she was on at one point in time. I don't know if she was able to still dial in. She's out in the community right now.
1: Oh, is she yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yep. So I saw another uh, panelist, uh, Deronte Davis, here. I wasn't sure if that was her or
2: not. It may be her because I ended up giving her the login. <laughs> <So>. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I'll ask her to unmute. If uh, You there, Crystal?
7: Um,
1: Hello. There she is. Hello. Hi. Nice to hear from you.
3: How
1: are you? I'm well. Thank, thank you. you. How are you? What
3: a wonderful, wonderful event.
1: I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, So Ronte was just talking about some of the partnerships uh, that the HOPE Center has um, as far as coaching and mentorship and and that sort of thing. Uh, Is there anything that you could speak to as far as what sort of opportunities exist for uh, students in the community to kind of start their healthcare journey? Um, Well, we
4: have... Our physicians have been kind enough, and this was pre-COVID, to um, allow residents to come in, um, looking to residents um, that's in their training to come in and know our options. And of course, this was pre-COVID, so we're waiting for clearance. But as well as um, any information that they would want to know about the Hope Center or what we do there, then they can reach out to me and I can give them whatever they're looking for or need as far as getting started in careers at the Hope Center for Cancer Care. So um, the local schools, the nursing, school of nursing, um, the different hospitals know that um, you know they can reach out to me and I can give them whatever information they need for their
1: students. Okay, very cool, very cool. Good information to have. And sorry for putting you on the spot. I hope I didn't throw you a curveball. Oh, <laughs> no, no, that's okay, that's fine. Okay, great. Um, so, uh, uh, when you're looking at healthcare in the future, uh, how do you think it's going to change and how has it changed, uh, because of the coronavirus pandemic? Yeah,
2: so healthcare definitely has evolved. Um, this year, I would say all of us became, uh, epidemiologist specialists (laughs) in pandemic management. Uh, and being able to um, really serve the greater public good. Um, with that being said, I would say you're starting to see some things such as like telehealth. There's a huge boom where most industries have, uh, or telemedicine, where they, it was kind of on their radar, uh, but didn't necessarily take uh, action towards it. So um, even with our patient population, we do have a small percentage of patients that we're able to serve Uh, through telehealth, through telemedicine. So uh, I would say utilizing technology is gonna be a huge indicator uh, for the future in healthcare in particular. Um, The other things are being able to really um, assess your staffing levels and making sure that you're appropriately uh, appropriately staffed. Um, The reason I say that is that uh, recent studies show um, that about 43% of healthcare organizations within the state of Ohio not appropriately staffed, Uh, either they were understaffed or overstaffed, and uh, it's been impacted. And so uh, being able to internally assess to make sure that you meet the needs of your your community is important also. And really being able, like we are, we're connected to our community. And so before uh, we typically knew what was happening with our referring physicians, so we was able to to, uh, easily coordinate care for our patients also. Uh, I think the other aspect is, is there's still a challenge, unfortunately, with insurance companies uh, when it comes to access to care. Uh, and it highlighted that uh, from the standpoint of there was uh, some challenges, uh, whether you was in rural communities dealing with COVID-19 or whether you was in communities where there's some economic challenges. Um, And so being able to make sure that everyone has access to quality care, and I'm going to repeat myself purposely, that everyone should have access to quality care is important. And so I would say just um, you're starting to see more reform, uh, even in legislation, to make sure that individuals have access to care, uh, whether this is transparency in pricing um, but making sure that you have access to care. So to me, it's unique that the healthcare field uh, is definitely going to be evolving over the years. So technology and making sure that everyone has access to quality healthcare.
1: Okay, very good. All good to know. Um, and I don't see any other questions on our board. I personally don't have any other questions. Uh, any final thoughts, any, uh, any parting wisdom or advice for our students who are uh, watching today before we sign off?
2: Yeah, uh, I would first say uh, thank you for the opportunity um, for both Brain Gain uh, and for um, the next generation of leaders uh, to listening to uh, to me and the Hope Center for Cancer Care. Um, it's an exciting time to be in the field of uh, healthcare. Uh, I would say, um, make sure that you take time, um, learn, study, uh, learn from those that have, uh, have experience um, and ask questions. Um, you don't have to have all the answers. And I'll be honest with you, oftentimes we don't have all the answers, um, but we work together so that you can be successful. So uh, I thank you for this opportunity. I, I pray that this was beneficial for you, uh, that you, you learned something, uh, one little thing, um, to be able to add to your toolkit uh, on your journey to success. Uh, you are our future, truly are. Um, and so this is the this is the milestone for you being able to participate in this, uh, and I look forward to learning more about each of your futures. And if we can be of any um, help to you on your journey, don't hesitate to ask.
1: Perfect, perfect. I'm sure uh, the students will appreciate that opportunity. Uh, well, I thank you, Ronte, and I thank you, Crystal, so much uh, for being a part of this uh, Brain Gain Navigators webinar. And thank you to the students for uh, and, and the mentors, everyone for attending today. I look forward to seeing everyone again for our next Navigators event. Uh, we're looking to possibly have one uh, lined up either for later this month or in early May. And remember, you could watch this video and so many others by going to businessjournaldaily.com clicking on the Brain Gain link at the top of the page and opening the Brain Gain Navigators section of the page. Or you can still log in to the Junior Achievement uh, JA virtual uh, platform and check out all the different exhibitor booths uh, for the different employers that we're featuring with the Navigators program because all of the videos are saved in there too. Uh, So feel free to watch them on demand, uh, check them out, share them and enjoy them. And uh, we will see you next time. So thanks everyone and have a great rest of the week.
7: Thanks for joining us on the podcast today because together we're building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development. So if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend and Leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast player. Your feedback is very important to us. We want to make the show better all the time. And if you would like to give me direct feedback, email me, please. My email is j h e r r m a n n at business-journal.com. Or you can find me on LinkedIn. And lastly, would love to thank the members of the Brain Gain Coalition, those headline collaborators include Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoney Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. And joining them are members of the coalition, including Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, MCCTC, the Mahoney County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of Mahoning Valley. Without them, none of this would be possible. So thanks again for joining us today. And remember, together we are building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development.